0: This is the Cherished You Podcast. I am your host, Rama. This is um, episode two of the series with um, where I'm talking about the four stages of energy transportation. It's actually episode five, but within the series, this is the second episode. So today's um, energy stage um, is activation. Now, Activation on my part is a um, renaming what most people commonly known as triggered. Um, Activated energy is an energy that is triggered within you, whether by somebody else's action or your own mind doing things to you. And this this is a stage, I renamed it actually so that Within the context of how I teach this to my clients, it gives them um, the the change in term from triggered to activation gives them a little bit more. Um, it gives them a little bit makes them feel a little bit more empowered. Um, triggered tends to um, especially because if you I've had I've had clients come from come from a background of um, PTSD, and trigger is a very triggering word, so. They, um my clients actually in the past have not liked the word being feeling triggered or being triggered or how anyway where trigger comes up because it um seems to trigger them. <laughs> but in actuality, yeah, I've um even I went through a stage where I didn't like um I didn't like pinpointing a trigger or going through the experience of being triggered, um, because it always meant like this whole like downward spiral where I would completely lose control of myself. It would take me days to come out of it. Um, and, and then afterwards, I would look back and be like, okay, how the crap do I like, what the hell just happened? It would be like coming out of a fugue state um, is the best way that I can kind of describe it. So I changed the word to activation, it seems to have it helped me and it seems to help my clients feel a little bit more um, empowered and have more agency ab- around their triggers but really it it sounds like exactly what it is. Um, it's when an energy is activated within you and then you have to then give it some sort of direction. Now, um, anybody who has had either PTSD triggers or complex PTSD triggers, um, you, you know, when you're going through it, it is really, really hard to, um, control your reactions. Um, we lash out, we get angry, um, we say really hurtful things. In some cases, um, people get violent and, um, all of those Our our goal here is to really kind of limit those reactions and kind of create some space between what is triggering us and the energy our body is holding once we are triggered and trying to give us a little bit um, a bit more control over what we do and what we say. Um, the big thing here, we're, we're going to go back to that window of tolerance that I talked about in the last episode. Um, we, when we're here, when, when, when we're talking about activation, um, when I talk about the window of tolerance in this context, and context is really big with me guys like when you when you're listening to anything I'm talking about when you read anything that I've written um, context is really really important why it's really hard in um, especially when it comes to writing stuff out to really give all the nuance that can possibly exist it's easier for me to do that when I when I record these episodes at the same time though it's impossible for me to cover every possible nuance that can ever have been created because a that i haven't experienced every single one so i don't know and b um a lot of i i can't um you don't need permission to apply your own context to what i'm talking about Uh, just because i didn't mention it doesn't mean that your context doesn't exist it's impossible for me to completely um give a full like to uh, encompass everybody, uh, um, everybody's context when it comes to these. So please, um, use the brain God gave you and, uh, your critical thinking skills and, um, apply this as needed to yourself. But when we are activated, um, it is the, what we're, what our goal is over time as we, um, practice, um, all these healing modalities and the self-care that we put ourselves through is to actually increase our window of tolerance. So instead of having this very small space um, within our energy to be able to control it, we want to actually be able to expand that window of tolerance so that we have a little bit more control over um, fluctuating states within ourselves. What that means over time is that when you are activated, you will get to a point where uh, provided that you are still within that window, if your window has expanded, you will be able to take on more of, you will be able to um, embody more of the trigger um, that's that's being more of the a- activated energy that's being held within you. You'll be able to um, have more control over it than you would if your window of tolerance was really small and, and like any small thing could like set you off so um, the goal over time is to actually increase our window of tolerance so that a triggers are less likely to completely impact our day our week our month um, B you're able to get back to ground zero a little bit faster so that refractory period is what is what it's called the um, the space of uh, the 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 time, the space of time that it takes from when you're triggered to when you get back to normal, gets shorter and shorter because you're able to center yourself and ground yourself like we talked about last time a lot faster. Um, and also you're able to withstand, um, your, um, the actual process of being activated and triggered. Um, so that's what the goal is here. The thing with activated energy that kind of, um, What what actually literally scares a lot of my clients, what scared me for a long time is that because your window of tolerance is so small in the beginning, you just don't, you're scared of ever being triggered because you're like, I don't know how to handle it. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. And then that further kind of encompasses this belief, like I'll never be able to handle my triggers. Um that's where like when we, when we get to the pillars of self-care, like that's where mindset work kind of makes difference, which is just kind of repeating to your brain that yes, you can handle this. You've withstood it. You've withstood this trauma for all this long, um, for all this time up until now. And you've helped me through it. And we've lived through the experience of the trauma. We will live through the experience of healing this trauma as well. And it's, um, when you're healing long-term trauma, childhood trauma, um, you, it's hard to learn, um, to give yourself the space to kind of expand your window of tolerance, but it's also really, um, difficult to just kind of behavior is rewarded um, and everything is fine as long as you're behaving, behaving dysfunctionally, whereas functional behavior is not in those contexts. So if you're doing this work, like most of who I know who do this work are kind of like the black sheep of their family. So they're the ones who are going to cause a ripple. They're going to force people to see that what they're doing is not okay. And you get ostracized when you do that. That in and of itself is a trigger. That is in and of itself a way to get activated energy within you. Um, it's, But what's really important about triggers and, act, um, and activated energy is that it's a lot easier to figure out what needs to be healed when you're triggered versus when you're not. Um, if you never get triggered, that means you're not um living life in a, in a way where you um, in, in a full you're not showing up fully authentically with all of yourself. you're masking something, you're hiding some parts of yourself, you're um, feigning agreeability so that you don't rock the boat. Again that's a different wound for another time that in and of itself is a um, dysfunctional behavior but the big thing about triggers is that, what I, what I try to teach my clients is that you don't need to be scared of them. What we need to get better at, it, the issue is not the trigger itself. The issue is how we handle the trigger. Now, it is understandable when you are first starting out in this journey or even when you're you know a year or two into it, you still haven't had the space yet. You haven't gotten to the stage yet where you ha- where you can learn how to expand your window of tolerance. So that you can, um, you have a little bit more time between when you get triggered and when you pop off, you have a little bit more time and space between those two events to kind of like, to get, to get a second, to get a breath, literally just a breath will be like, okay, that's where my energy is right now. Just to do a quick calibration on yourself. Okay. Where is this energy? What is this trying to tell me? What emotion is coming up as a result of this? Okay. What do I feel like doing? And is that what the healed version of me would want me to do? Is that, if I if I act that way, is this relationship, is this situation going to get better or is it going to get worse? And that's literally why you just need, you need to literally just need a breath of space. And over time, as you get better, you'll have more than just one breath's worth of space. But our goal is to create some space between when you're triggered and when you react Whatever your reaction is going to be, do you have time to change that into a response? Or even, and sometimes, you know, it starts off with awareness. It always comes back to, you need to at least get aware of where the trigger is. So you may pop off. You may, there may be a few instances where you'll pop off with the same trigger over and over and over again. But over time... Can we create a little bit more space where you can get one breath in? Okay, I'm still popping off, but okay, that's what the trigger is at. Okay, can I get two breaths in next time? And we keep expanding that space between the trigger and your reaction so that eventually you have enough time when you get triggered, you can respond. That is the ultimate goal of activation. Now, again, the thing with activation really is that we're scared. We don't want to be triggered. When you're triggered, there's a lot. When you're doing this kind of work, you've got a lot of cleanup to do. It's like the whole place comes, you know, your inner world becomes a mess and you got to go in and you got to go in and got to clean it all up and fix it all up and do all this stuff. And... That's really what we avoid when we're trying to avoid triggers. But if you avoid triggers, you are living a very small, very compact, very um, not your full life. You're not fully experiencing all the things that the world has to offer you, all the things that you have to offer to the world if you are living that way. Um, one example I can use right now honestly is this podcast. This podcast has been a trigger for me to show up for it consistently to show up and talk about things where maybe my brain doesn't have all the words that day or I don't have much to say and it sounds very robotic or the days where I have too much to say and I just keep going on and can't keep a a single thought straight. Um, and some days it shows, I show up and it goes really well. Um, but it's the messiness of it. It's showing up for something that um, I'm still kind of working my way through. Um, but showing up for this project and showing up for it consistently because it matters. And I have to, you can't just say something matters. You do have to show it in your behavior. That is when. Um, you 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 tell yourself that something matters and also the people around you learn that okay this thing is important this is this is important to her and so we're going to acknowledge that this is important to her um and if the people in your life are are good people they're gonna they're gonna support you when you do that in some way in the best way that they know how so showing up for this has been a trigger for me i shut down And that's another thing is that um triggers are often thought of as like you fly off the handle but um triggers because it's your nervous system um if you trigger your nervous system sometimes you will freeze which happens to me a lot um or you'll flee and you'll run and i will and therefore for a long time i would do anything except for this project I would do anything except record. I would do anything except edit, um, and that—that's how triggers work, though. And if—and if the work you're doing is working, if the work you're doing is working, eventually you'll figure out what you need to do in order to get through this. Ironically, for me, it was one um, very small thing, but um, I wasn't ready to hear it until I was ready to hear it. Um, I changed my supplements and one of the ones that I started taking um, about three months ago is from um, Dr. Amen's um, Brain MD line, it's called Happy Saffron. And I had heard about saffron being tested for depression and um, hadn't really, ironically, out of all the studies I had read and I continue to read on a weekly basis, this was one of them that I kept skipping past. I was like, nah, no, nah, not right now. Not right now. I don't know why I don't feel like, and I actually love studies on spices, um, especially Indian spices to see what their mental health benefits are. It's one of those weird, uh, quirks of mine um, that I really like learning about oh all this stuff that I grew up with that people kind of made fun of me for when I was growing up turns out there's so many of these health benefits from it and it it's just fascinating for me to learn about that kind of thing and I would not would not could not could not get myself to read a study on this could not read an article about nothing and I'm like I am somebody who devours information why don't I want to do it about this and then three months ago, I woke up one day and I was like, I think I need to get saffron. This is, by the way, with absolutely zero information about what saffron would do for me. All I had heard is that it helps with depression. And I went to a couple places. I remember I had seen it on Doc Amin's, um Instagram about it. He had talked about it. That he had this supplement. Um, I went to a couple other places and I found something similar, but I just went and tried this one out. It's a bit pricey, but I'll test it out and I'll give it a little bit of time. And it wasn't immediate, but within a month, there's a noticeable difference, even with the weather changing, even with it getting darker earlier, even with me knowing that this is now coming, um, I'm coming into a season where my depression gets really out of control and I'm trying to do everything I can to mitigate that, to at least lessen that as much as I can this is the only change that I've made that really got me from thinking about doing the podcast to actually doing it, that kind of switch. Now again this is an example of um, this podcast was a trigger for me so I would actually shut down versus getting activated. Ironically, I would record most of my stuff when I was angry. Um, If I got mad about something, like if I read something about on the news that really just really pissed me off, I would go and record. But I wouldn't do anything with it. I have a bunch of stuff on my computer that's recorded that I haven't done anything with um, yet. But I wouldn't – if I shut down, I would just avoid it. It was – avoid it so that I – it doesn't exist. Even though it's sitting in the back of my mind, like I have to do this thing because this thing is going to help me help the most people that I can. I know that this is is my avenue. Why can't I do it? Why can't I do it? All of a sudden, you know, not all of a sudden, but you know, over the course of a month, I change one thing and it gives me just enough with everything else, all the other changes I have made this year. This was the push that got me out of that depressed um freeze state and it allowed me to get back into my window of tolerance which for the most part is actually pretty wide for me now compared to even what it was like a couple years ago and the pandemic did put a damper on that for me but i i've been able to expand it back out to what i had pre-pandemic um and now i'm able to show up for this even on the days when i don't want to and that's really important for me um If I can show up for my job on the days that I don't want to show up for work, then I should be able to show up for myself, even on the days that I don't want to show up for myself. It may not be my best work, but at least I showed up. And I'm making that the win because there's so many days, there's so much time I have left on, you know, in the rear view mirror because I just didn't show up. So for me, the win is showing up. And because I was triggered by this project, and triggered by it for so long which by the way depressed you know I was went on the other end I wasn't activated where when you like my activation was actually shutting down and that is also a response that's also a trigger that's also another way to learn okay I get triggered and then all of a sudden I shut down okay that's also something you need to look into it's not always the thing that you know I I got triggered and I got pissed yeah but rage and anger is so much easier to make sense of sometimes than just ambivalence, and just apathy and just shutting down is so much is so much harder to come out of a freeze, a frozen nervous system versus a fight or flight one. If you're in fight or flight, you can at least you're still moving. But if you shut down and you're stuck in inertia, like what do you do? Like, how do you move out of that? And sometimes it takes one little thing. And for me, it was, you know, I needed, like, I, this one supplement helped me get out of that just long enough where it widened my window of tolerance. I can now function um, and get up and do the thing that I need to do, even when it feels really, really hard. And I'm okay with it feeling hard. I just want to be able to do the thing. So that's just one example of how activation actually, again, there's always kind of two sides to everything nature works and has binary in it. And there's a lot of gray area, but a lot of things, you know, there are two things can be true at the same time. And not all activation is um, excess energy. Sometimes it's um, less energy. So, um, it's, that's one thing about, um, activation that's really important to understand. Um, next week I will be going into integration. Um, this is actually the most fun part for me. I will, I will say that I'll, I'll just let you guys know that upfront. Um, integration is a lot of fun for me. I personally like doing it because I think that over the course of weeks, you can see a bigger difference in your, in how you approach your life when um, you're actively integrating Energies versus just worried about, am I grounded or I'm triggered or I'm grounded or I'm triggered? Like it's just, it's that the grounding and and activation is just one half of the picture. There's still two more, but integration is the most fun for me. So I may go on a little bit longer on that episode. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining me on this one. I really hoped it helped someone, um, gain some understanding, some language around what being triggered and activated, um, really kind of looks like in a day-to-day life kind of deal. And, um, Again, I will go over tools when we go into the self-care. Like I mentioned supplements, I will expand on that in further episodes. But for right now, we just want to make sure that we're all on the same page as to what activation and being triggered means. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me, guys. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Cherished You podcast. If you could please leave me a review, um, subscribe, and share. It really helps get the podcast out to those who it will help the most. Thank you.